getting dark, but the brighter days are here oh, with the sake. big dog. Big yeah. dog ball talk. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Fiegel, and yeah, Jordan, I mean, this is my that, this is my uh, least favorite time of the year, and it's going to be for a little bit. I like the snow. <laughs> uh, I don't even mind the cold weather, but man, it fucking sucks. Six o'clock in the evening, and uh, you know, it's, it's pitch black out. That, uh, that fall back, it really uh, it hits hard. It's, uh-huh. it's me, and I, I, I'm not a fan, man. I don't know how you feel about these time changes. I don't know about any of our listeners out there, depending on where you are out in the world. Uh, but uh, yeah, these early sunsets, uh, I'm not a fan of. Uh, bring back uh, the warm, summery days where you can go outside till like 9 p.m. and the sun's still up. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I absolutely hate it. I absolutely hate uh, this time of year. Um, yeah, like if there wasn't basketball to get me through this period, it's uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what I'd become, Matt. I'd be, you know, it'd be mm-hmm. a scary sight. But uh, no, big it's dog, it, it'd be big dog drunk talk. Yeah, yeah. Down here, yeah. Pour some I, liquor drinks. Honestly, I'm gonna need to. St- I've got to go stock up because I need to get myself through mm-hmm. these next few months. But. Uh, no, I mean, it's uh, it's always hard. Yeah, this is the first day. But actually, I was grateful for it on this particular day because uh, I did. I had to cover for an early morning shift today. It started at 6 a.m., but really, it felt more like 7 a.m. Uh, so, you know, I got the benefit of it this time. So, but, Fuck uh, you, systems. You can't, uh, you can't keep legal down. Yeah, but uh, no, it's, it definitely sucks. Um, and, and yeah, we're just going to have to, we're going to get through it uh, together, I guess, with all our, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Big Dog Ball Talk family. Um, yep. So that's we are how a family, we whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, I mean, it's our favorite child, uh, the Big Dog <laughs> Ball Talk family that we have to talk Alex? about now. Oh, no. Yeah, Alex is up there for sure, but I was going to say the Toronto Raptors. Let's go. Barnes. Yeah, actually, I can't even be upset because mm-hmm. this is, this is. Actually, yeah, just get into it, Matt. Cause, I mean, this is this is crazy, but keep mm-hmm. keep going, go 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 go. Hey, man, this is I, I I like the intensity. This is we should be excited. Twenty two point comeback against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, you know, I I, I won't lie. I the, it was on an NFL Sunday, so I, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. really watch like I, I didn't really want to watch it anyways. I yeah. saw it was like a twenty point uh, score at the end of the the second quarter. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not watching this shit. I'll take the day off from this one. Fuck you, Raptors. Thanks for ruining my day. Uh, the Packers didn't for once, so I might as well let the Raptors do it. Um, but then I kind of tune back in, and I see, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to overtime. How the hell yeah. is this happening? OG and Anobi putting on a show, but it was really the Scotty Barnes, 30 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, getting it done on the defensive end as well with uh, 3 steals and a block. This guy's looking like a, an absolute beast. Uh, or three, st- three, st- blah, 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 three steals and three blocks. Pardon me. I'm there shortchanging the guy. Yeah, uh, an absolutely beastly night for him. Uh, and, you know, going up against a team like uh, the Spurs that, uh, you know, we've seemingly have looked like a team that could actually jockey to make the playoffs this year. They're playing really hard. they got a lot of intensity. And obviously, Wembenyama has been a big help. But, I mean, Jordan, your key takeaways from this Raptors comeback victory. Uh, you know, are, are the Raptors back? Are they back? Can we say it? You know, this is so funny, Matt. I mean, this is the... I guess this is the Raptors experience. I was sitting there. I was mm-hmm. excited to watch this uh, this this game uh, on Sunday uh, because, you know, I... I, 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 it was, it was the afternoon, afternoon game and, and yeah, you know, I, I kind of was paying attention to football a little bit as well too, but I wanted to see, uh, you know, the first, you know, Wemby go up against, uh, you know, the Raptors for the, for the first time here. So I was excited to see it. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm watching this one and yeah, they just, the Raptors just sucked the life out of me. They were just God awful in that whole first half, almost right away. There was nothing going on, and I was I was very uh, like down. I was ready to throw the towel in on the season already. I was gonna say, 
trade trade almost everyone. I don't care anymore. I, you know, I, I was immediately taken back to you know last year. Everyone on Twitter talking about how disgusting the offense looked, which it which it obviously did. Um, and mm-hmm. so it, it wasn't going to be the, this was not going to be a you know a happy podcast. And then I I just turned it off after the third quarter. I said fuck it. Uh, and then yeah, I texted you get to get the notification that they come back and win in OT. Uh, was was really crazy, um, and yeah, I mean, we have now a guy. You know, it's it's early. It, there's there's been seven games in in so far in the season. Yeah, okay? still a losing but, record. But oh yes, but we have. It feels like in, you know at least through through this part of the season, we have a guy who we can actually, you know, lean on a little bit here. A guy who can kind of mm-hmm. bail us out a little bit, um, which is exactly what Scotty did in in that second half. Like and and in that fourth quarter, uh, you know. Just the the amount of you know timely shots that he's able to hit, uh, you know, and and the the variety of ways he was able to get it, that fucking you know offensive rebound where he backed down Sohan and then just yammed on him, uh, you know, right in the restricted mm-hmm. area there, uh, got everyone going, um, and the fact that he not only is he doing that you know type of stuff, you know, hitting threes, uh, doing what like a classic kind of wing attacking player will do, he's running the offense too. He's running the pick and roll. He's getting other people involved spreading the ball around like the fact that you know he's he's averaging you know uh, far and away his career high in assists you know just under 6 right mm-hmm. now but you know that statistically basically 6 assists per game 10 boards uh you know active defensively as you mentioned like he was doing everything and he he it, it was really just uh, and I mentioned this even before this game when the, when it's running through Scotty that's when it actually looks good when when there's when they're yeah, trying yeah. to do this egalitarian oh let's run I can't watch them dribble uh, fucking side to side across the top of the three point line like a motion offense uh, that you get grade eights to run, uh, just little handoffs uh, and just trying to make something happen with the worst spacing. I can't watch them do that anymore. But when mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's just kind of what what they've gone to, and that's why they're like a bottom five offense basically so far. But when you've got Scotty able to back guys down in the mid post, you know, run a pick and roll, uh, you know, and get 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 ahead of steam going downhill on someone. That's when the offense looks really good, and that's something that even even you know as good as Pascal has been, he was never able to quite get there as like a ball handler, as a lead, uh, you know, you know, driver of the offense. Like he he improved in a lot of ways, but he never quite got to that point. But you know, yeah. Scotty's already there. making the the, the the second pass. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't the guy who was really setting the table in the first place. Yeah, yeah, and and Scotty's already you know uh, like the able to get his own shot, uh, you know, th- in that role, which is like so hard to do at his size being that primary ball handler, but still getting that, you know, space, uh, you know, a lot of times on, on, you know, smaller guys who are fucking, you know, uh, nipping at your heels, trying to get that ball from you. Like he's got, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's tightened up the handle. It looked just everything he's made such like, this is, this is the most pronounced, you know, I know it's happening kind of with, with Cade Cunningham, but he, he missed a lot of last year. So I'm not really counting that. Um, you know, I think this is just kind of, back to the level where he would have been but like scotty's having the most mm-hmm. pronounced third year leap that uh you know i think we've seen in quite some time this is a thing that happens but this is so clearly uh you know kind of what's going on here this is this is you know where people maybe thought he would be in his third year if, if he had made like you know a, a, a step up from his rookie year you know when he was obviously mm-hmm. great but he kind of flatlined last year so this feels like yeah. you know a lot all at once but it's just amazing. And the thing, the the most exciting thing for me, though, is just on a team that needs the spacing, the team that's just god-awful for that right now, 42% 
from three, like and shooting mm-hmm. five and a half OG per game. Good. Wait, like double, double, double than uh, you know. In in Scotty's case, double than 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 what he took. You know, in his first couple years in the league, he's taking more and is more efficient. And yeah, OG had a great great shooting from or a, a great game shooting the ball from outside the arc as well. Obviously, career high seven for him. He helped bring it home too with that offensive rebound. Um, at the end there, but just uh, the 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 improvement of Scotty Barnes is why this uh, team won this game at all. It's why they were even in that Chicago game back that we talked about when they lost. Like so, mm-hmm. and so many other games, uh, even the one you know the ones that the Raptors have won and and, and that they've lost. Scotty is consistently like it's just crazy to see him hit these uh, timely three point shots. Like he, he's not he's not thought of as a shooter, but so many times like to stop a run from the other team to let the Raptors get back into the game to really, you know, uh, you know, just, just at a time when it's needed most that he's, he's delivered, uh, from beyond the arc this season, which is something I wasn't even expecting in my wildest dreams that he'd be shooting mm-hmm. north of 40% already this year. So there's really nothing you can say. Uh, you know, he, he's just been un- unbelievable. Like the turnovers are up a little bit more cause he's, his usage is up, but I think he's going to yep. be able to clean that up. But I just, it, Already, if if he if, if the Raptors are going to be shit this year, they're going to be terrible just like last year. At least if you have Scotty producing like this, you've you've got an eye on the future. Whereas last year, you know, he's kind of disappointing. This year, it's like mm-hmm. this this is an All Star campaign he's putting together. If not borderline, you know, if the Raptors were doing well, this would be like MVP numbers type shit. This is crazy mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yeah, well, uh, I I think that the conversation is definitely there to be had. Like, uh, I'm going to start this up with, you know, I have two things I really want to talk about here. Uh, You know, uh, glass half full to start it off. You know, I I do think that, you know, Barnes looks like a guy who could make the All-Star game this year if he can keep this up. Again, super early, small sample size, but... I mean, if anything, you know, the, 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 the areas that we wanted to see him improve in, his uh, facilitating ability, his three-point shooting were the main two things. Yep. Uh, the defense was never really a problem, but he has stepped up so yep, much there. so much better. Uh, so much better this year. I think that it's not just, you know, the flashy, the steals and the block stats. Like, he is doing a good job holding his own, using yep. his body and his strength. Because he is a big guy he's got a big frame he's got a lot of muscle to him like he's going to be hard to back down in the paint he's going to be hard to blow bikes he still has that quick lateral movement long arms mm-hmm. uh like he is going to be a menace on both sides of the ball and to have a homegrown guy like that is, is huge uh you know darko seems to be the perfect fit i think a huge thing here too is you know i i it was kind of i think a lot of people also noticed it too like it was kind of clear that maybe he never really looked got along with Nick Nurse. He yes. didn't like the the, the the Nick Nurse direction or experiment. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he was talking about, you know, what, what he reflects on his time with Nick Nurse, it's like, yeah. well, it was shit because any time I was here, we were bad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now with Darko, he seems, you know, rejuvenated. He's opened up his game. He's been able to kind of play with a little more freedom, a little more swagger and confidence. And I, I really think the sky's the limit right now for Scotty if he can mm-hmm. kind of keep playing with the same mentality. And, you know, it's, it's tough to do over 82 games. So, I mean, this will be the test to see if really he can be that franchise cornerstone that the Raptors are hoping he'll be. But, I mean, so far, so uh, you far know, it looks with like performance, it. yeah, with a performance like this, I mean, it's hard to say that he's not going to be. Yeah. Uh, and this kind of goes to my glass half empty next part that I want to mention. It, it sucks, and I don't want to kick a guy while he's down. Shame on you. But you look around. 
Dennis Schroeder playing amazing, 24 and 6. You know, he didn't, didn't uh, hit his shots from deep like he has been, but he's been amazing all season long. You've got the big yak, his double double, 16 and 10. Uh, you know, he's doing what he needs to do. Probably still wasn't worth the first round pick, but I mean, he's still holding it down in the middle. He's a serviceable big man. Yep. And you got OG Ananobi playing, you know, one of the best premier 3 and D guys. We know exactly what he brings. His three point shooting looks like even better. Yep. So then it kind of leaves Pascal Siakam as this odd man out. Yep. And. It, he's looked pretty bad. He's looked yeah. pretty shitty um, throughout the season. It, it looks like Bubble Siakam. He's tripping over his own feet on spin moves. He's yeah. making dumbass passes and turnovers. The defense is not nearly as good as it was. And he's still a young enough guy. And he's still, like, I think he'll have time to get back into this. We see him go through these, like, kind of spurts. But my kind of thought process now when I look at it, again, 2 for 12 against the Spurs, shooting-wise, uh, from mm-hmm. the floor, like, this is a guy that has a lot of potential. He has a lot to offer a team. But does he really work as a second option behind Scotty? I don't really know because Siakam does need the ball in his hands. And he slows the game down when it's in his yep. hands. Like, he can move. He can run the rims. That's all great and good. But this is not, you know, Siakam from, you know, 2018 when he was so raw. He does have some skills now. And he does expect, you know, with, uh, you know, the all-NBA selections, the all-star selections, like, he does expect to have some kind of role in this team. And he deserves the role in this team. Like, I, I, I yep. think that's one thing that, you know, we need to always – kind of think about with these athletes you know he, he is one of the best Raptors of all time uh, yep. you know bar none he brought a lot to this team obviously as the lead guy never able to get us over that hump uh, and you know maybe Scotty is that guy and maybe you have to make that decision and if you know Siakam doesn't fit as that starting four maybe it's time to move on and I don't mean this in a malicious way that he like because again he has been playing bad but I'm not even saying it based on his play yeah I'm saying it purely on you know the state of this team we're probably not contending. If we make the playoffs, that's great. But I don't think anybody's banking on the Raptors to, you know, 100%, you know, make it in there. Yeah. So it's really like, do you want to cut your losses? See if you can send Siakam to a contender. Let him compete with a team. Because, again, he has a ton to offer. Uh, but like we've said here, doesn't seem like he's a, 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 you know, true number one guy on a team that could really lead somebody, uh, you know, deep into the playoffs. So I, I think that's something to watch. It's still a super early on. He could turn it on, and maybe him and Scotty will have this, uh, you know, one-two punch that'll, uh, you know, uh, really, really shake up the NBA. But yeah. based on what I've seen from both guys over the past three seasons, I just don't think the two of them succeed at the same time. It's kind of one guy feasts, the other one doesn't. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know uh, if they could get, you know, maybe some picks for Siakam, a couple young guys, and just kind of build for the future. Because, mm-hmm. again, you've got, like, like OG can play the four. Scotty can technically play the four. Like, they can move yeah. those guys around. Like, they don't really need to have the positions like the Raptors really do play a kind of a positionless game like as we said like Schroeder's on the court but you know o- or Scotty is leading the the charge offensively most of the time so I think that you know if you throw in like a Gary Trent Jr. who was great in this game as well for you know his, his minutes that he chipped in at a, a monster dunk in the beginning of the game as well uh you know he he can add a lot of shooting uh he's a dangerous guy to pair next to Scotty so I'm, I'm interested to see you know what the next step is going to be if Siakam's here for the long haul if uh, you know Scotty's going to kind of take his spot as the uh, the big dog on the Raptors. Well, I think it's already happened. I like I, I at least so far through these seven games. Obviously, as we're saying, it, I mean it's, it's not it's even early, close through, but, through this season. Yeah, yeah, and I, I and I think like if, if you're the Raptors, if 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 you are, I mean you've you've clearly invested uh, this time and effort into Scotty. They've made it clear what they think he can be, uh, and he's proving it now. So like, there's no there's no reason not to uh, keep you know, letting the offense go through him, letting him develop in this way. But I don't, I, I, I'm not ready to give up on, on the fact that, um, you're, I'm, I'm not ready to give up on 
him and Pascal potentially working together because I don't see, like, just in theory, how it, it can't work. I think maybe the issue is that, you know, you've got Scotty out there expecting, you know, when he's, you know, getting the ball to be able to make something happen um, just in terms of, you know, getting it, uh, you know, uh, making some sort of dribble move, running a pick and roll, doing something. Like, he's not a guy who, like OG, who's just going to catch and shoot it. He wants to get the ball and make something happen with it. Same thing with um, Mm -hmm. uh, Dennis Schroeder, who wants to come in and, you know, run his pick and rolls and do what he did with Germany. This is what we've been saying from the beginning. Just give the keys of the, you know, give the the, the point guard keys to Scotty. Let Dennis come yeah. off the bench, um, and and sort of run with that second unit a lot of the time. And then, you know, if if you have Scotty up at the top of the arc, then you've got OG, uh, you've got uh, Gary Trent Jr. who can space for you. You'll have uh, Jakob in the dunker spot, and then you can have Pascal who can kind of work in the seams and in the mid range. I don't see how in theory... Slicing the dice into the rim, the old school way. In theory, I think that should work. I think it's when you have Mm -hmm. Dennis out there and then you have uh, Scotty who, even though he's improved as a three-point shooter, he doesn't have that respect in terms of, uh, you know, teams really sticking to him and and providing that space. Um, You know, whereas, you know, in in the case of uh, Gary Trent and and OG, uh, guys respect that, um, you know, on, 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 on opposing teams and it does open up more space. So... I just I haven't seen them go to that lineup enough for me to say that it just won't work, um, and I I just think what like if, if it was clear that Scotty just couldn't you know couldn't quite get there as that lead ball handler, uh, and that he needed to play that sort of three four position, then yeah I I would say you know him and Pascal they they do a lot of the same things you're gonna kind of be expecting the same things from them and yeah they're a bit uh, redundant in that way but I genuinely think. Um, the with the way the league is going and with with how effective he can be as that kind of mismatch hunter. I mean, l- let's let's get crazy here. Let's think out of the box. I mean, the best player in the oh, world what? is a is a Serbian guy who's seven foot t- foot tall who brings the ball up. Uh, you know, a- 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 every possession. He's basically the lead point guard, averaging nine assists. Uh, for 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 the Denver Nuggets. So if he can do it, why can't mm-hmm. we just get Scotty uh at running as our our full time point guard? Like it, only good things. Have right. come from we both it. said it in the preseason. We yes, said that this could be the the, the next uh, the next uh, step in this evolution for the Raptors. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's it's tough when Dennis is playing as well as he is. No, yeah, and I I want Dennis to be out there, and you can you can switch up the lineups, like you can do that. And honestly, mm-hmm. another thing I I think that Darko should experiment more with, which is kind of what he did at, in that Spurs comeback. Jakob Pertl wasn't on the floor a lot of that time. That was a smaller lineup uh, with more more shooters, and it and it did provide more space uh, for for guys like Scotty to slash to the rim. So Siakam at center uh, has always been this thing, you know, that has been kind of tried a little bit here and there. Nick Nurse didn't love to go to it, uh, and and Darko hasn't loved going it going to it, uh, you know, as uh, you know, all that much this year. But I think when when the, the Raptors have played that. small, that did not work. Yes, but when the Raptors have played small so far this year, um, you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's been okay because like Pirtle, I I think he is he, he provides value as you know as 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 you said you know as a big guy in the middle you still need that especially with the kind of resurgence of centers this year when you're really small uh, you know it does kind of limit you but you know when when you have that in your back pocket as you know Siakam a guy with some size who can come in and still you know provide some space you know can stand out in the corner can can do his thing like I, I i would like to see them experiment with those lineups a little bit more because they can use all mm-hmm. the all the space and all the fucking movement and and you know skill that they can use offensively and nothing's off the table for me they've looked 
fucking terrible most of the time. Um, and, yeah. and, and, but, but again, I don't see how theoretically they, they can't work together, but I think you, for them to work together, you really need to just think of Scotty as, as the point guard, as the guy running things. Um, and, and you can kind of build that chemistry from there. Cause I don't buy that. That's not enough spacing. I, I don't buy like everyone. Every, if, if Scotty can continue to shoot the ball as well as he, he has been from behind the arc, mm-hmm. I, 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 everyone's saying, you know, that the spacing's terrible with, with, uh, you know, Jakob. Um, and yes, like I just said, it's, it, they're going to need times where they play a bit smaller to, to provide even more space. But I don't see if you've got all these other guys, if you've got four out of your five guys, other than Jakob, who can, you know, hit shots from behind the arc. If, if Pascal kind of edges up to his, uh, you know, averages, uh, in terms of his three point production, I think that's fine. If you've got Jakob just chilling down there in the dunker spot, um, as yep. long as you can, you know, you spread the rest of the man. defense out. Yeah, and so I, I'm, I'm not giving up on it. I, I think they can still mm-hmm. figure this out. Darko's still a new coach. He's still learning the personnel. These guys are 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 still learning how to sort of buy in exactly to the system. Um, so I, I still think it can look a lot better than it has. Um, and and so uh, I, I I'm still in wait and see mode because, again, you like. These these fucking Raptors Twitter these fucking nerds these people who don't have any sort of historical mm-hmm. perspective. So many of our guys have just walked for nothing. I don't, I don't want to just give yeah. up on Pascal without being absolutely sure um, that mm-hmm. that we can't make. All right, Jordan, enough of that. Enough, enough. You got your point across, man. Let's move <laughs> on, man. Let's move. Let on. me keep going, man. He cut me off. <laughs> Matt cut me off. That was fucking yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I'm... I had so much more to say. I was about halfway done. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no technical issues at all. Uh, everything's running smooth. Shut the fuck up, man. Ridiculous. Let me talk. Uh, <laughs> moving on, talking about the Raptors. Uh, you know, potentially getting uh, over the hump of their slowish start uh, to the NBA season. But uh, it's time we talk about the team with the absolute slowest start to the season. They just got their first win uh, on Sunday night uh, in a 112 to 100 win over the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, not the most. Uh, not the most quality of wins that you're going to get, but at least they finally got a win. One in six, Memphis Grizzlies. This is a uh, a squad that you know a lot of people looked at, and you know we we said this could be bad without John Morant for that first 20 games, uh, and it has been bad. Uh, they have had shown you know the, a lot of weaknesses on both <laughs> sides of the yeah. ball. Uh, maybe this one was really the Bismack Biombo effect. I don't know, getting that extra big man in there to help out. Uh, you know, but th- this is a team that just is constructed very oddly. Even with John Morant, would be constructed oddly. Something that we kind of looked at ahead of the you know the, the, the NBA season this year, and uh, it, it just hasn't worked. It hasn't translated to wins. Uh, they, they've taken losses to good teams. They've taken losses to, to some pretty shitty teams. It's not a uh, a, a total. You know, just this yep. is a circumstantial zero and six start. Uh, you know, one and six start rather. I guess now uh, this has just been a bad basketball team that doesn't really have much to show. Uh, I mean, hell, they lost in a close one to that Trailblazers team uh, the, the the night before, or a couple nights before when the, they were able to beat them. So. I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of looking at it right now, Jordan. Like when they when John Morant comes back, this could be a legitimately like a five and fifteen team. And I don't know if in the Western Conference a John Morant, uh, you know, sixty games a jaw is enough to get the job done to you know get you back into the playoffs. I think that this might actually kind of be the the, the beginning of the end for the the Grizzlies already, which is crazy to say because. This is a team that withdraw. I thought you know could be a potential title contender in the Western Conference, but this. Kind of, you know, my feeling of that of that was yep. based on the fact that they had played so well without Jaw in the lineup in the past. Uh, you know, him him being out with injuries, you know, here and there over the last couple of seasons, and they've stepped up so amazingly. Yep. But 
Maybe yeah. this is, you know, they let go of some of these other guys, these glue guys they had. Tyus Jones is a big one, you know, that they're no longer in the lineup. And maybe that is kind of making that big impact because without them, uh, you know, kind of holding it down for him, Jaw with uh, not on this team has just kind of turned the Grizzlies into a shit show. So I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about uh, the, you know, this Grizzlies one and six start, but I'm, I'm thinking it's bleak right now. The future is, uh, is looking bad over and with the Grizzlies and, you know, it's, it, it's crazy. No, no, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks did this. Maybe the Dylan Brooks, uh, Dylan Brooks curse. I don't know. Yeah, they've been uh, horrible. I mean, uh, again, we joked about it. Dylan Brooks was the heart and soul mm-hmm. of this team, man. I mean, there's no, there's no way around that now. Especially because statistically, he's playing great in Houston right now. They're not doing, uh, you know, that great. Hey, he, them, 20, yeah, twenty six but... last night uh, as recording this. The yeah. Sunday night, he had twenty six in the win. Yeah, and the, the 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 blown kisses, you know, at an all time high. He really perfected that mm-hmm. over the summer, mm-hmm. um, and you know, pretty soon they're gonna do you know the the dance out of the locker room. Uh, I can't wait with you they're know, gonna the, appropriate the it. It's, guys. A, it's gonna turn out that's actually Dylan Brooks's entrance. That actually has nothing to do yes. with the team. It's only whatever team he's on. They do the fucking uh, AB. To me, that's that's who I associate it with, not the Grizzlies. That's Dylan Brooks's dance. So, um, but uh, you know, it is Antonio yeah, I mean, Brown's you, dance, though, right? Like he came up Is with it? that? I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I literally thought Dylan Brooks came up with it. Uh, but that's even funnier. Okay, great. Um, He's a legend, I mean, man. He does still. No, no problems. That guy's a beast. <laughs> yeah, him and jo- yeah. he, honestly, him and John Morant would be a great tandem. They would fit in. Yeah, yeah. Different things, but <laughs> Kyrie. Yeah. I think the three anyway. of them, the Holy Trinity. All of them back on the Brooklyn Nets would be beautiful. There, um, there we go. But, I mean, like, Dylan Brooks, all jokes aside, I mean, I do think he was important. But you mentioned it. Like, Tyus Jones, he really was able to come in and and make it look these last couple years that the Grizzlies didn't even really miss a beat when uh, John Morant was out. Mm -hmm. They played a little bit differently, obviously, and they weren't quite as dangerous. You know, that's a huge drop-off from from John Morant to Tyus Jones. But he was so steady for them. And now they've got, uh, you know, bum-ass Marcus Smart, uh, who I think he might be washed at this point. Like, I th- think he might be, be be done. Like, I don't know if he can do what, uh, you know, he did a couple of years ago going back to the bubble. Like, I think last year he had, he had you know, one of the rougher seasons of his career. I And, and this year he's just not – Yeah, it's harder I, – I think it's much harder for him to sort of stand out and do what he does when mm-hmm. the rest of his team isn't as good as that Boston's core – has been for the last uh you know little while and i think he's he's not adjusted well at all to to being around just less talented guys around him um four four turnovers a game it's tough for him a guy i don't think he's used to really also being that primary like like i mean obviously he was a primary ball handler with the celtics yeah but i never these are yeah these are different thought of him yeah, and I never thought like, everyone's trying to say, "Oh, the Boston was so good when Marcus Smart was their point guard." Marcus Smart is a true point guard. I'm like, if Marcus Smart is my point guard, I'm not, I'm not happy with that. I, I, I do not like that. He handed uh, the ball off bit. to Jason Tatum. That was more yeah, of what he, he was, wasn't. Wasn't like he was going and threading the needle and busting no. off pick and rolls or anything like this. Like, like Jaron Jackson no. Jr. is the same problem. He can't play without a guy like that. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, and and I mean, yeah, so like. Marcus Smart, yeah, I, I, initially when I didn't think that uh, they'd be without Steven Adams and when I mm-hmm. thought, you know, like they're missing other guys too, Santi Aldama, who was great over the summer and, you know, more valuable for them than I think people realize he's been out as well. Now freaking Conchar is out also, one of their few kind of 
more dependable wing guys. So they're missing a lot of guys. When, when I thought that they would have everyone basically except for Morant and, and Brandon Clark with that Achilles, I thought that they would still be good if Marcus Smart could kind of step into that role and say, okay, I'm going to kind of take over these responsibilities now. I'm going to be like Tyus Jones, but even more of a dog, uh, you know, defensively, I'm going to sort of add to the defensive identity of this team. With Steven Adams out, Jaron Jackson has been so up and down. He's had a really bad start to the year. He was better last night in their first win, 27 and 7, mm-hmm. uh, was actually somewhat efficient. Um, but he's just not, he's just does not play well when he has to be the center. It just doesn't, doesn't work. He's much better as a four, mm-hmm. can play alongside another big man. Um, he can stretch know, the floor well. He's saw. not really doing that. Yeah, and yet, no, he hasn't been shooting it well. Um, and, you know, it's just for, for whatever reason, him at center just is is not ideal. Um, and that's kind of what he's going to have to be. He's going to have to learn how to be more effective there, though, because they have no other option this year. Yep. I mean, with their two other uh, most important big men out, uh, you know, indefinitely, um, it's uh, it, it's going to be on him. But he hasn't handled it well. And, and Marcus Smart has not stepped into that role that I thought maybe he could be. He's just not been there. And then, you know, it's a lot of pressure on... Desmond Bain, who is now your kind of, he's your main uh, sort of number one option in terms of who's going to bring the ball up and distribute and, and run the offense. And they've got a second to last ranked offense. That's not yep. Desmond Bain's strength either. He can do that in a pinch every once in a while when he's got another lead guard doing it, you know, 95% of the time, but it's just not working. Uh, so all of these guys are being asked to do stuff that they just can't do. And it's just been a recipe for disaster here. And, and like, uh, again, they were able to get away with with Stephen Adams as that really solid mm-hmm. uh, guy who set. You know, he's probably the best screen setter in the leagues. Big the dog of the of year. Space, yeah. The amount of space that he opens up offensively, uh, you know, or, or has when you know when he's been out there on the court for Memphis is so kind of underrated. You know, he doesn't put up big offensive stats, but he's important to them offensively. Not to mention best offensive rebounder in the league. He got second chance po- points for them constantly. They just don't, you know, without that anymore and without your guy who attacks, um, you know, uh, defenses, you know, puts pressure, you know, uh, on the paint um, and just, you know, gets guys in foul trouble. Everything that John Morant does for you, one of the better offensive players in the league, without that, they're, they're just kind of a, just just a bad offensive team. Like, yeah. they're just not, they, they, they don't have anyone who can make anything happen. And, and they they were able to patch together, that you know, that, and, and, and be competitive offensively these last few years. Without that super important uh, element, which is that big-time wing scorer, they don't have anyone even resembling that. Like, mm-hmm. the closest thing is fucking Luke Kennard, maybe. Uh, and he's not, uh, you know, he's not exactly Kevin Durant, uh, LeBron James, Paul George. Uh, he's, he's, I don't think he's quite on that level. Uh, sorry, Grizzlies fans. But, you know, it's, it's just, they're now just bad across the board. They're kind of, you know... They're still technically by the numbers like a top half defense, but even defensively, they're just not. Uh, no one's scared of them right now, um, and and so uh, it's. Uh, I don't know what you do if you're Memphis. I don't think there's any sort of X's and O's things that Taylor Jenkins can change to really, you know, help the outlook of this team. They're just yep. really shallow. They've got nothing. You know, no high end sort of potential that can get them out of this, and. Uh, it's 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 gonna be a long season until Jaw gets back, and it does look. If I had to bet, like if if, if I you know just based on what I think think so far, I think this this start is too disastrous to come back from. Uh, you know, as 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 you said, like I think 
it's probably a lost season. But I felt that way about the Pelicans a couple years ago when they started mm-hmm. horribly when we yeah. had that bet. And they come back, they get everyone back, and then they look like themselves. So I'm not going to count them a lot, out A lot of things have yet. to it's happen, but the, long season. the play-in definitely yeah. helps only having to get to that 10 seed. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and that's 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 the thing. It makes it easier for them to kind of keep going, uh, you know, if they can, you know, once once Jaws back, if they look a little better. But I'm telling you, that, that Steven Adams, Brandon Clark, that is such... Those, those two were such a bigger part of this team than people realized. Mm-hmm. And even with Jaw, this team is just going to have taken a step back. I mean, even like Dylan Brooks, say what you will about him. I just mentioned you need a big wing scorer. He was the closest thing that they had to that, and he filled that role a little bit for them. Now they've just got no one. So, yeah, even with, with Jaw back, they'll be better. But um, it's it's just going to be, you know, I don't think it's going to fix the the structural flaws here. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they need to make, uh, at some point down the line, they need to make a trade. They need to pair. Uh, they, they just need to bring in someone to replace what Dylan Brooks was able to do. Ho- hopefully an upgrade, uh, you know, if, if, if they want to be even better. But, yep. but yeah, it's... It's, uh, I, I don't see, even with Jaw coming back, how this team's really going to turn it around and be one of those upper echelon West teams. Um, and, uh, yeah, it might just be, might just be a lost season where they might, you know, honestly, if, 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 if I'm the Grizzlies front office, I might just say, you know what, let's let give Jaw time to clean yeah, his act up, yeah. see if he can actually do that. And let's just dip down in the lottery, uh, you know, get a, get oh, a draft a, another good. <laughs> yes, get, him get another twenty. Safety train. Slap another one on. Yes, him. why not? Um, uh, you know, and and yeah, just go go get one more young guy. Uh, maybe a more kind of solid. You know, Zaire Williams hasn't exactly uh, you know worked out as uh, as, well, as as planned. And, and that, so far, and that, um, that's kind of that, like that's kind of my main takeaway. Like, is a guy like like before we move on, like you know, uh, as much as everything we said, you know, underperforming guys, the injuries, uh, you, know, the, you know, glue guys that have moved on, stuff. There's a lot of factors going into this of why there's any. I mean, any team that drops from like a top three seed to a bottom of the league record like that, there's got to be something at play. And another thing is, yeah. their development's been shit. Jake Laravia not yeah. even playing pretty much any of these games anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a it was a DNP coach's decision. Uh, his his last game. Uh, you know, he he's riding away, rotting away on the bench. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. Zaire Williams is starting. He's getting like twenty eight minutes a game, and the guy's averaging ten points, six boards. Like he's doing his thing. He's 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 doing what I would say you would expect him to do. But I believe in his third, fourth season now, he's got to be a little bit better. Maybe yep. it's only a second. I don't even know, man. I, it's hard to remember with all these young guys. I think this in. is three. I think yeah. this is. I'm pretty sure this is three. But uh, you know, regardless, he needs to do a little bit more. Like you have the opportunity on this team. Like clearly, things aren't working out. You might as well start being a little selfish. Try and take some of these shots out here. Try and make something of it. Like uh, as we said, Aldama hurt. Uh, you're not getting anything from there. Kenneth Lofton is, you know coming off the bench but i mean that guy's probably not going to be uh you know a revolutionary player changing anything here uh so i i think they really got to look at the young guys and see uh what they what they can bring and step up because if, if they really want to cut it in the nba long term they gotta you know step up and show they can do it here because uh there's no one else that's going to be able to do it for them uh but you know yeah lots of injuries on the grizzlies here jordan but uh let's, let's move on to some other injuries around the nba and uh quite a big one a, a tough break 
once again for the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, losing their their starting point guard. You know, what, honestly, having one of the better seasons in the NBA up until this point, playing really well individually, uh, at least on the offensive end. But CJ McCollum is going to be out now for uh, you know four to six weeks, could be longer. Uh, you know, with a, a, a collapsed lung, which is a a pretty serious injury, Jordan. I mean, I'm not I'm not a doctor, not a physician. I'm not saying uh, you know I am. You know, I'll give you medical advice, but it's your uh, it's on yeah, you if you take it, right? Um, but the Pelicans, yeah. I mean, they're four and two. They're actually you know they were looking kind of frisky once again, but losing a you know one of their top players, top two player potentially, or a top three player depending on how you look at it. Uh, you know, yeah. he is going to be very greatly missed on a team that has a lot of depth and a lot of youth, but. Uh, I mean, Jordan, like, how, how do you think this affects the Pelicans right now? Because we've seen them struggle dealing with injuries over the past. Obviously, Zion Williamson, a huge one, but Brandon Ingram hasn't been super healthy uh, either on a, you know his own right so far this season, missed yeah. some time as well. Uh, I, I mean, do you think that uh, this is just another one of these waves the Pelicans are going to get hit with, or do you think that they can kind of persevere with some of the depth they've got? Yeah, I, I don't think the Pelicans are a, a team that handles uh, that sort of, you know, injury concerns very well. At least they haven't up to this point. I mean, Zion's a, a you could, I guess you could argue Zion's a, a much more, like a harder guy to replace than CJ McCollum. But CJ McCollum, like, he's been so good for them. Like, mm-hmm. when they've been, looked mm-hmm. at their best uh, in the last few years since that trade went down, it's it's been because he has been out there, yeah. Basically, as the point guard, like he's he's averaging over twenty points per game this year, and uh, you know or, or around yeah, just under six assists. Like he he provides and Zion. Like again, on, the, on so this much. team in particular, not to cut you off, but like Zion is only averaging a half point more than CJ this season. He's yeah. averaging more points than exactly. Brandon Ingram. Yeah. He's uh, leading the team in assists, like we said, and he's still even throwing in almost yeah. five rebounds a game. Shooting 40, yeah. Uh, yeah. 40% from uh, the field, uh, 44% that is, and then 38 from three. I mean, you'll take it from a, your lead guard. 100%. And, like, this is a, a Pelicans team with a lot of young guys, a lot of guys who don't, you know, have all that much experience in the league, guys who have potential uh, but who aren't super consistent. Like, he has been such a steady presence for them, uh, you know, at, at, at the helm of this whole thing. Um, and, and, you know, he, he's able to bring that sort of crafty offensive uh, sort of look for them while, you know, everyone else can kind of, you know, pitch in defensively where he's got, uh, you know, some, some, some weaknesses, you know, clearly, you know, they've got, you know, guys like Herb Jones and, and other great defenders who can cover up for it, but he really brings something that none of those other guys do. And like, yeah, I, I, I think this is just going to be something that, that is, uh, you know, not something they can easily just kind of look past or, or, make do without i think this is going to be like and this is just you know so tough because like already they're they're dealing with one of their best young guys out trey murphy uh you know missing time uh jose alvarado also has been out uh mm-hmm. you know he, he he hasn't you know played to start the season um and and that's you know uh, another you know guy that they don't really have at point guard i genuinely don't know who they're going to run out at point guard now. I mean, we, we might see point Zion, um, you know, mm-hmm, sooner than, mm-hmm. than we really want to. Um, you know, Brandon Ingram can can bring the ball up a little bit, but, you know, it's 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 not ideal. You want those guys off ball, um, you know, if possible. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's not, it, 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 it's, it's not something I think that they can e- easily just look past at all. And it's mm-hmm. just been so unlucky for this team injury wise these last few years it's just you know they 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 look and that's the sad thing too they they looked great to start this season i mean i think you mentioned it there but they're still what are they like third in the west or if they're fourth now maybe um yeah they're fourth four and two Mm -hmm. they uh you know before you know a rough loss to the hawks in their last game they looked 
uh, really, really good. And uh, you know, they haven't played the toughest schedule out there, but uh, they, 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 it finally, it felt like they finally kind of had all their, at least their top line guys ready to go, and they could filter in their their young guys that they were missing. But yeah, I think this is uh, a big deal for them, and uh, I, I hope it's not a situation again where it's like, oh, the first week of the season, the, Pel- the season, the Pelicans looked great. Now they're you know, fighting for the 10 seed, uh, you yeah. know, halfway yeah. through, you know, as, as we approach the all-star break, because, uh, you know, CJ McCollum, uh, you know, has, has missed two months. Like I, I hope he can sort of get this figured out. Uh, I think it was about six weeks that he missed in 2021 when his fucking other lung was collapsed. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. Are you vaping CJ? And, and What's going thing, on? Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. We, we were talking about this before we, you know, started recording. What the fuck is going on? Cause it was me. Maybe me if legal or bad, bad at our jobs. I don't know. But as far as we can see, there's no actual news as so. of recording this, uh, you know, five o'clock on a Monday. Uh, Nobody knows what's up with CJ. <laughs> like this guy is just no. his lungs are collapsing. Like the only times I can think because I don't think it happened sports, in, like, during a game. No, I, as far as I understand, like and again, that's a weird thing to have happen more than once. Like generally, that happens once to somebody, and it's like a pretty big traumatic event. And he seems like he's chilling right now. So I don't really. I'm yeah. kind of I'm kind of confused yeah, about it's... how this is all going down. Like, is this like a legitimately collapsed lung, or is this like a partial? I think thing? it sounds worse. Yeah, I think it sounds worse than it is. I don't think he's like you know out there. He made a joke about it uh, mm-hmm. on on Twitter when they yeah. the graphic was with him with his hand over his lung. Um, so I think it it sounds worse than it is, but like it's clearly not something you can. You have to get it addressed before oh, you can sure, play, yeah. and you have I mean... to make sure it's fully healed because feels like something that's like oh maybe it's you know again we're not doctors, but it feels like I don't know is it. Sort We're close of enough. Concaved a little bit, and it can sure, really yeah. like if you if you push it, it'll really like fully collapse, and you'll be you'll be fucked. I don't know. Well, I think you uh, can you die know, from collapsing or collapse long rather. You know, like, you can <laughs> yeah, die. collapse that link. Um, yeah, well, yeah. That, I mean, that that's why I'm a little bit. You know, I feel like we should get a little a, a different term in there, like a, a partially collapsed lung. Um, if that uh, is the case, a, like I just, I'm just confused about how this is all happening. Uh, same. I, I I don't know, but you know, sure as how you you know damn well. There's no co- there's not there's no coincidence that this is coming out of the Pelicans organization who doesn't yeah, yeah. tell the truth about injuries or or ha- even have qualified doctors, as far as I'm concerned. So mm-hmm. fuck the Pelicans. Don smoothies. Um, we're not gonna get any info. Um, and, and yeah, and now CJ McCollum's gonna come. He's gonna eat gumbo uh, this mm-hmm. whole time in the hospital. He's gonna come uh, looking like James Harden in 2021, uh, completely out of shape, uh, and it'll be a vicious cycle. Uh, you know. Uh, Knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But Fat need, CJ be fun. In any case, in any case, kind of they like Jose, Norbin or Jose Alvarado back. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, well, well I, 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 I don't want to jinx anything about the Pelicans uh, with their injury luck, but mm-hmm. they need they need Jose Alvarado back immediately because I want to see him, uh, you know, hide, play his hide and seek game in the backcourt as well. I've missed that to to start the season. Well, uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on the Pelicans, but another team in the Western Conference that uh, you know has really big uh, big plans for the season. But so far, it's been tough. A three and four start, but they've been dealing with injury woes on and off. And uh, you know, one that uh, is creeping up even more now. Devin Booker going to be uh, kind of game to game uh, with an injury himself. It's uh, you know, the, the, it, it's kind of awkward at this point. Like we talked about them uh, quite a few times already early on the season. You know, so Booker dealing with uh, you know the strained calf. Uh, Beal's still not ready to come back, and you're kind of relying on this aging Kevin Durant, who's had so many injuries, like huge, massive injuries over the last couple of years. Yep. ACL, Achilles, like these are big injuries. That are, and when you're that old, like as even as good as modern medicine is, when you've had those injuries, you can't expect to just ride them out. The whole point of this experiment was to have a guy like Booker that can 
step in there and take over the game and run the offense and kind of take some of that resistance off KD. But it seems like this is kind of a backwards right now. And obviously you can't you can't draw up, you can't plan for an injury before it happens. Like that's uh, I I get that part of this, but I mean. This is just almost like nightmare fuel, worst case scenario. If I'm a Suns fan, the last thing I want to do is have Kevin Durant forcibly out there and overexuding himself just to stay like above 500. Because you know this team isn't good enough without Booker and Beal. So I'm uh, I'm definitely a little bit uh, concerned when I'm uh, I'm looking at this team right now. And if Booker can't get back in time, like you know, KD's those those knees and uh, those those legs, they're skinny, man. They get injured uh, pretty often. Ankles, yeah, nothing safe. And he. And they've been lucky. They they should be fucking. Uh, they shouldn't be even have as nearly a good of a record as they have. Kevin mm-hmm. Durant has been amazing. He's been putting up, uh, you know, thirty pieces. I think he had uh, forty plus. I think he scored forty one one of these last few. Like he's been uh, really really good, and and has kept them in these games because as we know, it's still an incredibly shallow team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who's kind of went all in on those top three guys, um, and you know, they they, they haven't really had great production uh outside of of him uh when Devin Booker has played he's been really good um and and has looked uh, awesome but you know this is this is kind of the the issue uh with with a team like this uh like Beal has like I think people forget how much time Bradley Beal has missed in the last like three seasons like mm-hmm. he's really barely played he's missed so much in uh, time uh due to injury uh, De- Devin Booker, uh, also a guy prone to, to, to injuries, and so is Kevin Durant, as you mentioned. Like it, it's 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 a lot of you know you're putting a lot of faith in these three guys, and already uh, you're basically just relying on one, and he's your most important one. I, I it, he's he's the one where uh, if he's hurt, if if something bad happens to him, you might as well you know uh, wrap it up. The season's over. You can kind of make do maybe if you don't have one of the other guys, but Kevin Durant is the clear uh, most important player on this team. So those other two better get back soon so that he can kind of chill a little bit, maybe sit out a fourth quarter for God's sake, like, mm-hmm. like get, get some, it, 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 you know, it's, it's not, he's not quite at, uh, you know, LeBron's advanced age, but it's the same type of deal. It's like, you need these guys, uh, you know, if you have any hope, you need them ready for the playoffs. And there's just too much uh, on their shoulders right now for, for that to be a realistic, realistic thing. There's too much, pressure on them through the regular season and 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 uh yeah it's 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 just it's tough like it's a tough environment now um with the rest of the league so good to have three all-stars uh, or you know three quote-unquote superstars at that the, the the top end of your roster it's, mm-hmm. it's not 2013 anymore where you know the heat can beat up on bad teams whether chris bosh is in the lineup or not like everyone's really good um and and now you're you if you don't have your three stars out there your your depth is just uh it's pretty dookie. And uh, Yusuf Nurkic, I was kind of talking about last time we, 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 we were on the pod, I said he looked a little bit better in that in that game where the uh, the Spurs kind of blew them out uh, mm-hmm. and then they uh, made it a game there at the end. But, the, you know, the, 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 the Victor 38-point game. I thought Yusuf Nurkic looked okay in terms of what I expect uh, him to be able to do on a court. I thought he, he was moving around all right. But all in all, he's just not having a great season for them like he's he's been one of their better players but it's just not it's not saying much uh and yeah he can't he can't finish a fucking layup uh he's he's not good defensively if your center Uh, is shooting 37 percent from the floor you're fucked it's insane no that's 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 crazy (laughs) and and again it's like it's like he's your like fourth most important guy because everyone else is just some random like you've got the grayson allens josh akogis like eric gordon even though he's been great 
uh, you know, throughout his career. He's getting up there in age as well. He's not as effective as he used to be. Uh, Utah Watanabe, I mean, I, I love the guy, but, like, come on. Like, what, there's just so many uh, mid-guys that you're throwing out there who should yeah. really, in their ideal, ideal roles, be not starting or at the very least, you know, the fifth most important player out there. But they're constantly like, oh, he's... Here's the release valve for KD. It's it's Utah. It's it's Grayson. It's all these people just these think guys, that if you play uh, with a superstar, you're immediately better. It's like when everyone goes to the Lakers, yeah. they're going to be good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and it's just I I we I I think we were clear right from the beginning. Both you and I. This is a weirdly constructed team. Way too top heavy. With Bradley Beal and uh, uh, Devin Booker, two guys who. One of them's going to have to be a point guard. Neither yeah. of them are point guards. They both play the same position. They do the same thing. I thought it was a stupid kind of boneheaded move by uh, Matt Ishbia to say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, Daryl Morey this and just get get the best, you know, uh, players available, whether they fit or not, and whether the rest of my team can actually, we can actually field a, a decent team beyond those guys. So I think they're kind of reaping what they sowed here in the offseason. And it's, it's uh, yeah, that, I mean, you, you nailed it, I think, early on. Like, it's... It's all on Kevin Durant's uh, ankles, uh, you know, Achilles tendons, mm-hmm. knees, everything. If if he's gonna be constantly asked to play big minutes and to bail them out here, um, you know, in in games they really should be easily winning with the talent they have. It's gonna be you're playing with fire, and if as soon as he goes down, your your season uh, could be lost right there. So they better fucking get it together and and those guys better get back on the court because there's just no margin er for error for them uh, at all well uh to 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 wrap it up jordan you know it's uh with some sad talk at the end there but for the first time in the 2023-24 nba season yeah here we go it's time to give out the big dog of the month award (laughs) shout out to the big dog monkey for uh coming in (laughs) in the clutch once again to give us Thank the big you. dog of the month award, almost said the year, but we're not there yet. Uh, but that is something Close. to look forward to. You know, every month we uh, here at Big Dog Ball Talk select a player around the NBA that's exemplified uh, and personified what it means to be a big dog on the basketball court. That means getting down, getting dirty, getting gritty on the court, dirty. maybe throwing Roll elbows. You you take pride in your box outs, you're crashing the boards, and you're doing whatever you can to get your team the win on the court. Uh, this is a guy. Who I think, you know, he's going to be up there. I think I'm going to say it right now. He's going to be up there in uh, Big Dog of the Year contention. We might have mentioned him in the offseason even. Uh, this is a, a player who's never, I believe, I don't think, he, he might he might have been on the short list last year. I don't think he ever was a recipient uh, of the Big Dog of the Month award. But uh, it's one of those. Yeah, he's a rookie. Wake up, Matt. Are you sure about Who that? are we giving this to? Are you sure are about that, man? Uh, he's one of the Duh. most. <laughs> He's one of the best, one of the best up and coming Detroit Pistons, one of the best up and coming centers in the NBA this season. Whether he's a rookie or a sophomore, (laughs) I'm pretty sure you got it wrong. But Jaron Duran, Jalen Duran, Jalen, yeah, Jaron, Jaron Duran, Jalen Duran, Moses Modi, Moses Modi, Jalen Duran. This is the worst no, Big right. Dog of the Month you're award right. uh, presentation why ever. Why did I think the he was monkey, I don't know The monkey why I left. He's done with this shit. We're, we're <laughs> over, man. This is it. Uh, but Jalen Durant. Hey, the guy, he was the second second most offensive rebounds per game in the uh the, Why did the, I think he was a rookie, October? Matt? You, you actually can't let me That's live this you, down. Uh, this is That's embarrassing for me. This uh, is embarrassing. Sorry, Jalen Duran, you're not a rookie. Sorry. He's going to rook you, man, because he's also top 10 yeah. for points in the paint in the NBA uh, in, in the month of October. I believe it was 14 points per game just in the paint. 
two blocks per game, and, and his Pistons have been solid. Though uh, this is a a guy who you know I, I think easily you look at him and you're thinking, holy shit, this is a man among boys, and he is a boy. He's 19 years old for God's sakes, Jordan. Like this guy has yeah. so much to give, and my God, I'm a uh, if he develops a jump shot, the NBA might the league might be over because he's uh, he's looking like a freak out there uh, so far this season. One of my favorite players to watch right now. Yeah, he's incredible. Sorry, I called you a rookie. I don't know the 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 years just meld in my head now, Matt. I mean, it feels like yesterday. Uh, you know, we were uh, I was dominating you in practice. Uh, you know, in, in in high school. But you know, the the year the time flies. Uh, the years go by. Um, I thought you were just drafted uh, this summer, uh, Jalen. I'm sorry, but that that shows how little of an impact he made as a rookie. So it's Injured. your fault. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, but yeah, I mean, he has been. Uh, Definitely, you know, one of the standout player, just players in general this year. I mean, we're mm-hmm. looking at a whole bunch of big men that have surprised this year. We talked about, uh, you know, Derek Lively. We talk, uh, you know, uh, whoever the who's the fucking guy uh, in in Charlotte, uh, Mark something, Mark Williams, yep. who's been great. Um, Duke and 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 Jalen Duran has been has been right there. Like he he. We both liked him, uh, you know, uh, and I think you 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 flagged him right away uh, out of Memphis, like a, a a big guy who can run the floor, who's got long arms, who's got you know an, an incredible motor, um, and you know I I, I think he per- works absolutely perfectly next to a guy like Cade, like him him and you know having that connection or that kind of uh, you know th- those two as as your your sort of centerpieces you know in in the backcourt and the frontcourt they're just going to be awesome for for years to come if they stay together cuz yep. he 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 can anchor a defense for you uh, but he's super mobile like he can even you know switch out and defend younger uh, uh, smaller guys maybe younger guys probably not, not uh, but younger smaller than him, guys man. Out, out on the perimeter um but yeah didn't he he had like 23 boards one of these one of these first early games in this season mm-hmm. he's just dominant um you know uh you know uh, and and offensive rebounding as you mentioned as well he's been great getting them second chance points um and and just scoring the ball himself you know he's he's up uh for from nine points last year into four 14.3 uh shooting it uh super efficiently you know obviously a lot of dunks and lay-ins there but yep. uh 66% from the 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 field is pr- pretty insane um and uh he's just playing within his role doing the dirty work doing like that classic big man shit he's got you know the heart of uh Ben Wallace a uh, little yep. bit mm-hmm. with uh some more size uh you know the 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 uh, sort of long line of established Detroit big men. He's he, he's looking like he's gonna be the next one. So yeah, yeah if, he, I'm, if he gets I'm, some Lambeer in there, that now that would be cool. That's that uh, he's winning Big Dog of the Year for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to go to the Lambeer School. Just like like when people go to uh, Hakeem Olajuwon to learn footwork, they should just go to Bill Lambeer, just learn how to elbow guys yeah. and just uh, knock them on the ground. I mean, he'd he'd make a killing. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I think this is well deserved for this guy. And yeah, I mean, this might be our youngest recipient ever, Matt. I I got to be up there. Not many rookies. Not many rookies are able to get yeah. in there and uh, you know stand tall among the trees. So uh, yeah, or sophomores. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's interesting to uh, to look at a guy like this getting that 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 short month of October. It's a it's a tricky one to get, but uh, yes. he did enough to get it. So again, shout out to Jalen Duran uh, for claiming the Big Dog of the Month award for October. Uh, we don't send them anything; they probably don't know it. But uh, Jalen, if you're listening, man, you're a real one. Uh, this is shout a uh, this has been a, a a great month for you. So uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Um, but we want to hear from you guys. 
Was Jalen or maybe even Jaron Duran your uh, your pick for big dog? <laughs> Jaron Durlin? Yeah. What did you guys think? Tell uh, me out. Let us know. Is he at, a rookie or a sophomore? Yeah. Funny what do you it. guys think? Yeah. What, maybe, maybe this is like it's a Bar- Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears situation. Uh, <laughs> some people think he's a rookie for sure too. Uh, I think it's yeah, probably just yeah. you though. Uh, but yeah, probably. Let us know at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, we're gonna get back to you guys. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, and, and again, of course, uploading every Monday and Friday. So be on the lookout for our Friday episode. This has been Matt Icorn, Jordan Flegel, Big Dog Ball Talk, and as my good friend Jordan always says. Uh, there's nothing like a sea shanty, Matt. I know you like sea, sea shanties. Um, and, uh, you know, nope. Uh, it's, it's darker. Yeah, yes, you do, Matt. It's a darker, uh, you know, getting darker this time of year. Uh, just throwing a sea shanty. Uh, and be even more depressed. Uh, feel better. Maybe, maybe, maybe no, it makes like, me feel like a pirate. Kind of plays into it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just uh, for the record, Matt, I was a pirate uh, on Halloween. Uh, I did Fuck sing uh, Sea Shanties. People loved it. No, they didn't. Um, and uh, I can guarantee yes, they, did. they yes, did. did. I can guarantee that they did not enjoy any of you singing. I bet you, as usual, I bet you didn't dr- even do anything for Halloween, did you, Matt? Did you, did you dress up? Did you bring back El Fuego like I asked? All I did was throw on a mask from Giant Tiger, man. That's it. <laughs> Let's go. Going, Let's go, Matt. We're going Come hard on. these days. <laughs>